Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Good and, night. And fourth meal. Fourth meal. I love fourth meal. Now, Saif, you know what we're going to do? Oh, man. I had a crazy weekend. I know you did. I know. Go ahead. Go on. I know. You went out with Dave Chappelle yeah. and all these people. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're going to pick up from where we were last week. Yeah. Talking about collaborations. Last week, we talked about the Jay-Z production collaborations. Yeah. This week, it's more to talk about the Jay-Z uh, collabs as an artist, a rapper. Right. A musician. Like, uh, welcome to New York City. Welcome to New York City. Cameron. Ooh, that was Cameron featuring Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Produced by Just Blaze. Correct. You impressed? Impressed that you know that? Yeah. No, we do a hip-hop podcast yeah. where we name shit like that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Juan App. That is the podcast starring me, Cypher Sounds. And me, Peter Rosenberg. Did you want me to say something more? Yeah. Oh, it's a hip-hop podcast. Right. The first ever hip-hop podcast. Right, and we're back. Yeah, we talk about hip-hop, rap, music that rhymes, beats and lyrics, all rap-related things. I got, they got it, they got it. Okay. They got it. So, um, Saif, you want to talk about these collabs? Because there are a lot of them. The first time I ever really was excited about Jay-Z, guess yeah. what it was? Uh, I'm going to say Original Flavor. That's correct. It was right. a collaboration to start out. The first thing I ever heard yeah. was his verse on Can I Get Open. And I got to be honest, that the first time I heard that and knew it, when he gets on the song and he goes, Ski, can I get open? Yeah. You know it. Hey, y'all. When he gets on, he's like, you want to rock styles? Jay's about to show it. And I didn't know that Jay wasn't in Original Flavor. I just thought, I don't know. I, I just assumed he was Is that the first the time you heard Original Flavor? Yeah. I didn't know Original Flavor before. Oh, they I had an album Did before you? that. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the big, original album. They had a big underground single before that album. I I've forgot seen what that, it was called. It was I've, dope. Really? Because yeah. I've seen that album around, their first album. And yeah. I was always like, what was on the first I original? think, don't quote me on this. I mean, I know we're supposed to be the experts. The song that blew up for them, I could be wrong, but I think it might have been a remix off of something on that first album. It's interesting because the first album is called This Is How We Do It. Yeah, name yeah. the songs. And the second one was called Beyond Flavor. That's when I knew them. The track listing for this. Because they had a different DJ, the first album, I think. Um, was it Chubby Here We Chubb. Go? Here We Go. That's the last song on the album. I do remember. Okay, so right when I saw it, I remember that now. Yeah, Here We Go. So that was from the first album. Yeah. I really didn't know much about Original Flavor. I just know Can I Get Open was hot. And when I heard Jay's verse, I really didn't think about it as, oh, it's featuring Jay-Z. Right. Oh, yeah, the guy from Hawaiian Sophie. I wasn't even, I'll be yeah. honest, I just wasn't that dialed in. But he bodied that record. And then, of course, he was on Show Improve, the Big Daddy Kane song that a lot of people knew. I, I wasn't really checking for Show Improve. No, me neither. Were you? No disrespect. I love Big Daddy Kane, but by then it was feeling like a whole new era. Yeah, exactly. We, we weren't. I wasn't really checking. And then if you jump ahead, he was on Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous, the big L album. Right. And But I, I got to be honest. Which song was he on? He was Not on is enough. The Graveyard. Oh, yeah. The Graveyard, which is Big L, Lord Finesse. Party Artie's on it. Granddaddy yeah. IU's on it. Of course, Microphone Nut. I know your favorite. He's also <laughs> on it. Um, but I got to be honest, I never even really listened to that song because this is some serious one-ep shit. Yeah. Because Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous was a single vinyl LP. You know, I wasn't wasting money on no single vinyl LP. No. At that point, I wasn't spending any money on CDs. Really? So Just I really, vinyl? Yeah. 
Because I was a you know freshman in high school, whatever, um, sophomore in high school. And so as a result, the Big L album at the time, I kind of slept on it, except for the singles. MVP and Put It On and yeah. Devil Son and those records. I, I was weird, man. I was okay. a kid. I was That's figuring fine. it out. Now, Saif, I know that little Kim Big Mama thing. Yeah. Now we're now we're talking. That's um produced by Stretch Armstrong. Yes. Which I hate it. I hate the beginning of it because it's a three bar intro instead of a four bar intro. It's, so very, it's very annoying to mix it in. Yes, it's very Thanks a lot, Stretch. A DJ, a glorious, fabulous well, by, DJ. Well, by the way, isn't that such a white boy move? What? To, to do the three bar intro. Ugh, I hate it. I could I relate to it. Oh, also around that same time, these, we're all mid-90s, by the way. We're talking about J collabs at this point. This is all before Reasonable Doubts even out or around the time it comes out. I actually really fucked with that Shaquille O'Neal or Tariq record, No Love Lost. I don't know that one. No, no Love Lost was hard. Super hard record with Shaq. It was like a B-side. I had it on a bootleg, to be honest with you. And then say so if you get to an era where he's got a bunch of big ones in a row that everyone knows. You said we said Big Mama thing. I'll be with Foxy Brown. Uh-huh. Which was trying to do Ain't No again. Over again. Yeah. Which apparently they did it three times. They tried it three times. They did Ain't No. It worked so good yeah. that they were like, let's do Sunshine. Okay, not great. Let's do I'll be. Let's just keep going. I guess it was I'll be first, then Sunshine, I should say. So isn't that interesting to know three different singles? Jay and Foxy? No. How often is that that people try that as a collaboration three different times, though? I think it happens more than you think. Really? Yeah. Name one right now. I can't name we'll one wait. right now. The whole now. podcast will wait. I can't name it right now. How but many it times happens. did Shaq, Lord, Tariq, and Jay-Z get together? No, that's different. Only one time. All right, so around that same time, by the way, you also had Young G's off the uh, Puff Daddy and the Family, which was fire. Yeah. But well, um, you're only doing f people that feature Jay-Z? No, no, no. I'm just talking about early on. We can go wherever you want. We're just not barely Young even- Young G's is- Fire, and there's always that uh, argument of that being jacked from a Digging in the Crates record. Well, it is. There's always that argument. Well, I mean, they came out around the same time. You're talking about day one by Digging in the Crates. Yeah. What, you know what, Saif? We've really done enough on that subject on past yeah. one eps. Oh, we have. Um, you know, it's classic Diddy. The Young G's version is the, is the cleaned up, flossy, slower, slower version. Um, but of course, on Reasonable Doubt, you can't forget that Brooklyn's Finest... And no one really talked about who came off more between Jay and There's no way to there's no way to say it. it's that record to me is dead even. The only reason why I like Biggie slightly more Tupac 51 49 is because Biggie is just a little funnier. And the Tupac line is like literally people saying talk about your problems, put them in the universe, and then it manifests. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. No, he, he does the Eminem 8 Mile. Yeah. He knew people were saying that Tupac had an affair with Faith. So he says if Faith had twins, she'd probably have two Pox. I mean, that's Get it. it? Two, two Pox. And then says that also. Ugh. Um, also on Reasonable Doubt, um, Sauce Money is on Bring It On. Yeah, man, I never, I never got into Sauce Money as much as I hear people talk about how incredible of a lyricist he was. I had a Sauce Money moment. Did he grab you up? No, 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 no. Oh. I don't have any moments like that. I mean, a moment when I was really into him musically. Really? Yeah. Around this time, because of what he did on Bring It On, which was one of my favorite records on the album, and then he had that single Action. Yeah, of course. And, I like Sauce Money. And Against the Grain. Bring It On was featuring Jazz and Sauce Money. But besides that, Saif, you had Bleak on Coming of Age, mm -hmm. Ain't No with Foxy. I mean, um, Can't Knock the Hustle. Can't Knock the Hustle with Mary. Mary J. Blige, that's a just... 
club banger classic. Even though I don't hear it as much anymore. I don't hear the people throwing that in their old school sets. No. It feels hear- it feels like it's from a different time completely. Yeah. It feels dated, you think? It's just such a different Ain't no still rocks. I I don't hear um Can't Knock the Hustle. I know at the time that was a big song. And you would play that people would play that in the middle of the night, not early. They would play because I feel like it's an early in the night. It was song. like right before it's time. The bangers, just because it's, it's a little more mellow, but it would play. But he had a, this whole time was a big run. And by the way, but this is all. Are you amazed at how many songs you don't know on this list? How about that? Well, this it's you got to look at it. This is the early days. Biggie, Mary. This is all like New York artists and his artists. Rel, Love for Free, which is amazing. But that's on his label, right? And Rel was a um, an R and B artist on Rockefeller. Nothing much. And then you start. So then, in my lifetime, is when you start seeing his collabo game be more strategic. Babyface, yes, right. Like Babyface wasn't a a normal collaboration type of artist in that in those days. You know what I'm saying? Like, in fact, was he the first rapper to collaborate? No. Well, Babyface featured some artists on his singles prior to that, right? But I don't. Whoever got Babyface, right? So it's like. You're sitting down. You're going through like, all right, who can we get on this song? What about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? Now we got to go bigger. We got to be more, you know, uh, uh, Rockefeller. We got to take it over the top. Boom, Babyface. Who got Babyface on that? Who knew Babyface? Who's who's the law? L.A. Reid. Exactly. L.A. Reid. But what you... He's what, the law in LaFace. That's correct. The partner of Babyface. But you think he knew them? I don't know if it's the L.A. Reid connection or not. But then later on, as, as the years went on, you know, Babyface had an amazing record with Lil Wayne, uh-huh. Comfortable on Carter Three. Yeah. Like, he had more appearances as time went on. But you're right, it really was kind of... I and remember... It's not... Yeah, Babyface has been on shit. But no, I'm at the time, saying, it stood out. Like, But it's bigger, it's bigger than the normal hip-hop and R&B artist thing, right? This is where Mary J. Blige would go, I think. And somebody was like, nah, bigger, right? Yeah. So then and you start going people. down. You got Streets is watching, kind of like a collaboration album slash soundtrack. By the way, M.O.P.'s on there. Yep, M.O.P. But I feel like these were songs given to him, not collabos. Murdergram, yes. we know that collaboration is Irv. We know yes. Irv was a big part of Jay-Z. We don't talk about Irv enough on this podcast. I know, because Irv's pretty... Irv Gotti's a very big Irv part of Gotti is amazing. Why is he skipped over? Well, we, you're on the podcast. Why don't you fix it? Um, You know who we should talk to? Who's that? Ivier Ani. Oh, okay. She is an amazing writer, mm-hmm. um, longtime editor at OK Player, um, writer for New York Magazine, oh, you're New York about, like, Times. Journalist type shit. Yes. Okay, yeah. Evie, haven't you also done um, BBC? I have, and I've uh, seven. And a bunch of other things. So many classy establishments, and also Hot ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're talking about Jay Z as a collaborator and the best collaborations and and what he's like as a collaborator. And I just wanted let's just start out very generally with your thoughts about Jay Z, the collaborator. So I think Jay Z has always been a master collaborator. Um, and I think if you look back at the span of his career, we're talking almost 30 years, he's always attached himself to the correct path 
to the act that would keep him in the game for a longer period of time. And it seems like he's always had the foresight in terms of who would be successful. So from the beginning, um, Jago, that was the collab that needed to happen in order to get him where he is today. Even looking at something more current, um, someone like Rihanna, if we think about the scope of her career and how his discovery of her and collaborations with her helped him in the long run as well. Um, Kanye West, wherever their relationship did. Mm-hmm. Wherever their relationship stands right now, we don't know. But in terms of the music, I think Kanye has been instrumental in taking Jay-Z's career to a different level. Um, and even Beyonce his wife and constant collaborator. Uh, some people make the argument that she's the one keeping in the game for so long right now. In terms of the albums he's produced and the tours and the content of his material has been directly in correlation with his relationship and collaborations with Beyonce. So Jay-Z is a master collaborator. And I think it's been very apparent consistently throughout his career. What about your just personal, your personal favorites where you think he either exemplified that um, ability to bring in great talent or just, you know, straight up verses that you enjoyed the most as a collaborator? I like his moment with Benny Siegel. Mm. I like his moments with Scratchers as well. I like all the moments where people almost out him. <laughs> and um, I believe that. Those are our moments of being Siegel and Scarface. And I'm like a rapidly rap person, so I pick those moments over like the Beyonce class. Why do you enjoy hearing when he, as you put it, you know, may have almost been outrapped on his own record? Because it shows his skill set. And I like to hear that. And I like that part of Jay-Z's career. Um, I know that he, the influence that he's had on the new generation of rappers in terms of the not writing his lyrics that often. I think it's important to think back to a time where he did write his lyrics. I know he's been vocal about moments during the Reasonable Doubt era where he did write some things down. And I think if you listen closely to the music on that album, you see how different it is from the music later on in his career where he stopped writing. And it just shows the craftsmanship and the penmanship but then in the parts of his career when he stopped writing, I think his strongest moments are when he's on record with people who are so great that they can outlap Jay-Z. So I just love the competitiveness of that. Do you think these collaborations are actual just fans of these other artists that he wants to rap with? Or is there another reasoning behind it? Is it all... Um, tactical. Yeah, is it a tactical move to to get with certain artists at certain times? Um, I think notwithstanding, Jay-Z has always been a calculated person. Mm-hmm. I think a calculated entertainer, a calculated businessman. So I think whether or not he genuinely is a fan of artists, I always think there's some semblance of tact in his decisions to collaborate with people. So we have to think about the amount of social capital Jay-Z has in the music industry and as a celebrity and a musician. And I think he's always been very aware of what he could bring 
to another artist's career. So there has to be that type of symbiotic relationship in mind where he's gained so much, they have to bring something in return, whether they know it or not. So I think there's always that level of, of that in there. There's always a give and take, whether they know what they're giving him or not. There's always something mm-hmm. that he's getting from them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, last thing for you, Evie, and we appreciate your time. When it's all said and done and the, the, the history books are written, where does he stand among the greatest of all time when it comes to hip hop? I don't think there's anyone who's had such a long, lucrative, dynamic career. I don't think there's anyone who has changed the scope of music fashion, entertainment, business for uh, Black people in America, Black entertainers in America. Um, I don't think there's anyone whose career completely matches Jay-Z in terms of how paramount of an influence he's had in every scope of culture and music. So I think that he's going to have an interesting legacy and I think that it's going to be not so black and white, given all these different elements, but without a doubt, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. Evie, thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you for having Wait, me. Who won, who won the Battle of Renegade? Mm. Because <laughs> you like if Jay-Z's almost out-rapped. Was he out-rapped? You know what? I'm biased because I'm not a huge Eminem fan. So you lean Jay <laughs> on that one. Um, I'm not an Eminem fan, but I understand. I would be very diplomatic. I understand how people could say Eminem won. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. I'll take that. Thank you, Evie. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, while we were on the phone with Evie, Mm -hmm. you know who called me? Who called? A guy who has collaborated with Jay-Z. See if you recognize the voice. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? What up, How are you? Chill, man. I'm here fucking jogging. You're jogging as we speak? Yeah. Saif, it's a little fame right from now. MOP. Oh, wow. I'm good. What up with you? I'm chilling, man. Um, Saif and I are talking about Jay-Z right now. Wow. What happened with Jay? We're just doing a whole podcast about him, about like his whole career, his legacy, and we're getting to a part about collaborations, and you've yeah. collaborated with Jay-Z multiple times. Yep, yep. Um, you don't know remix, um, four alarm blaze, put it in the air. Is that it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're correct, bro. And, uh, what was he like? Were you ever in studio when you guys worked together? Like in Every stu- time. Really? Every time. So what was he uh, like? Yeah. What was his process like to watch? For the first time it was, um, four alarm blaze, four alarm blaze. He, um, oh, my bad, bro. I mean, you're jogging. I get it. Yeah. He came from fucking, um, he came, actually how Four Long Blaze worked, we was in the studio, we, um, we had the joint, it was just me, I think, Chef Atlanta's verse, it was just three of us, and Jay, you know, D&D studio, that's a great studio, man, everybody could just work, you know, you have artists in different rooms working or whatever, or that, just a hangout, but you know what I mean, you just come up there and just vibe out, man, and next thing you know, you're doing a song with somebody, one of your favorite artists or something, and, um, that happened to be the case with that, he heard the song, while we was making it, he like, yo, there's only three of y'all on it. Y'all call it Four Alarm Blaze. You know what I mean? Let me get a verse on it. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he like, um, so he, he he jumped in his car and shit. I think, yeah, it was my birthday. He went and got me a bottle of liquor or whatever. He rode around a little bit in his, in his truck. 
Next thing you know, you came back and you just blown that shit off the head. And a, yeah. so it was classic Jay Z style. Nothing written yeah. down. He just got in the booth. Written. Nah, he. I guess he put that shit together while he was out going to get the liquor or whatever. But he came back. That motherfucker prepared. And you can tell it, it, it wasn't like an old verse. You can tell, you know, I, I know music. I know with some new shit. You know what I mean? I know when it's somebody, somebody put their time into something. And he put his time into it, man. Knocked that joint out. Not even no real time. It was like about a half an hour. He came back and had that shit ready. Ready to go. Did he just always stay in touch with you guys? Because, you know, you guys eventually worked together again. And there was the Rockefeller. We were, you know what? Before Jay even came up, man, we was good friends, man. And we seen each other on the way up. You know what I mean? We... We we do we did ciphers together, all type of shows together. Now, I'm talking about back when he was original flavor, back with original flavor, sir. You know what I mean? We used to do the arena together. Arena was like was a, like was a banging spot in New York just to, just to perform and do live shows. And, um, yeah, we used to perform to each other all the time, man. Oh, so you, you um, yeah, it so comes you through saw my hood, whatever. You see, you see him in the hood or whatever, passing through or whatever. You know what I mean? So we we always had a good a good uh, relationship or whatever. Wow, I didn't realize you guys knew each other for that long. But when I think about it, the the songs went back a long time. How far apart were you guys? Uh, what, what, did you guys grow up from each other? What you mean? Like and, how far uh, was Marcy from where you, where you guys grew up in Brownsville? Uh, about fifteen minutes, about ten fifteen minutes drive. And how did the situation with Rockefeller and MOP turn out? Oh, it was a great thing, man. Uh, we were supposed to have been on Rockefeller since way earlier when we came out. When we left. Relativity. Select records. When we left, yeah, select. No, select records. Wow. Yeah, select records. Yeah, we supposed to. We were speaking about um, doing business or whatever. And um, just, just um, at the time, we just, I don't, for some reason, we went with relativity. I guess it was, you know, we was on a, you know, it was a better offer or whatever at the time. We was on that paper chase. You know what I mean? So. And that's, that's and, and when things eventually ended with Rockefeller, you guys were always good and on good terms and you were happy with the oh, money yeah, you got? Yeah, yeah, I, I seen him, uh, I seen him at the garden show. We laughed about it. And was like, yeah, you know, whatever. He had to make, he make him move and we make him move. He proud of us or whatever. Keep doing y'all thing, man. He love us, whatever, whatever. I'm like, nigga, shop me anytime you need an ad-lib, anything. Nigga, I'm <laughs> I know, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, fame. It sounds weird talking to you when you're not screaming at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Funny ass <laughs> 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 Yo, fam, I'm gonna hit you, man. Thanks for getting back to me. I want to talk to you about some other it's nothing, stuff. Brother. Keep up with me, all right? My man. What uh, I wanted to ask him about the video. I'm sorry. I hung up already. It was the famous, the first time I heard this, somebody charged to be in a video. They charged who? Jay charged Relativity to be in Four Alarm Blaze video. Oh, shit. And, but I, I feel, yeah. and this is just me, my feeling, like he got money from them, but maybe, maybe kick some back. Or they were just happy to, they weren't even necessarily that into the label and like, yo, get whatever you can get. We don't care. It depends. It de these labels are shady, but the video money is not supposed to affect your recording budget. It's marketing, but they still find a way to charge it back to you. I just can't believe Lil Fame sounded that clear while jogging. No, I think he stopped jogging. Then I can't believe how quickly he got his breath back. I can't believe he's jogging. Have you seen him recently? No. He, he looks great. Really? He looks great. I gotta do that. He made the decision of, I'm not gonna look like the 90s rapper who's not on point anymore. Yeah. He's, he's, got, it, he's he got it together. So we got next album, Money Cash Hoes, DMX. We know what that's about. There's a lot of DMX records, by the way. They collaborated pretty well together, Jay and DMX. How many records are there? 
There's only there's uh there's, there's we just passed there's murder gram murder gram cash hose yep what else it's murder also jaw rule record jaw dmx well, isn't that what's no that's not that what's records that i think that's memphis bleak and uh beanie siegel that's memphis beanie and hove yeah that one's sweet. is hove on that hove might not even be on that is it memphis beanie dun, and dun, x dun, dun, dun. Somebody listening, Shazam this. Somebody Shazam that and tell us what it is. Um, he did Why We Die, Busta Rhymes, and DMX. Um, I'm telling you, there's more. There's a bunch of DMX records. All right, but I'm trying to get to the point where he start using collaboration strategically, right? So that Juvenile? Juvenile's a big one. I think juvenile because I remember Jay talking about this in in one of my many different weird sit-ins on him talking when you were spying on him when right? I was literally spying on him and okay. trying to get money. Yeah, there was a part where he mentioned at a certain time he was seemed to be only popping in that I ninety five corridor from New York down to Virginia, Carolinas maybe into Florida a little, but really like that drug dealer route, that North South Carolina to New York, maybe Boston, right? And how do I get out of this? How do I go West? How do I go South? How do I go West, right? Now we got the uh, Money Ain't a Thing with Jermaine Dupri, but that was Jermaine Dupri's record, mm -hmm. but then it went on a Jay-Z album. Yes. By the way, was one, of his one. Most, one of his most commercial records of all time. Yeah, it doesn't get credit because when you look up Jay-Z collabs, it... It's I like the last song on um, on volume two. I remember I used to judge songs because when I was DJing at the University of Maryland, like what were the Go songs? Terps. What were the songs? Nice job, Sife. What were the songs that worked for when the the the, the crowd that night was mostly black? Uh -huh. And then what songs when like the white sorority girls were there would work? Money Ain't a Thing was a big crossover Jay-Z record. Worked for everybody. Everybody. Yeah, love it. I would say it even leaned for the white kids more than black for Money Ain't a Thing. Honestly. It was a pretty commercial record. Money and a thing. Yeah, but like, so volume two is the Rangers. That was, you know, they're on the label. Sure. Jazzo, DMX, Memphis Bleak, Emil, Foxy Brown, The Locks. This is all like New York and a little bit of Philly. Money and a thing starts getting into the South, yep. right? So boom, then somewhere in there is uh, the Juvenile record. And yes. I remember when he did that because I gave that record to Flex. You know what? I don't give enough myself enough credit for breaking that too. For I think you've done it plenty of times. <clears throat> I, think I? You, I think you give yourself credit all the time. I don't. I give myself credit and not giving myself credit. You, yeah, um, you really do. No one gives himself credit for not giving themselves credit more than you do. But how remix was a smash, and it took him yeah to all kinds of other places. Sife, he did a lot, a few Scarface records. Yeah, the biggest one was Guess Who's Back, produced by Kanye. Let's not sleep on the Best of Me Part Two with Maya. Uh, remix days. That's right. That's a because they. That's, that's a big one. That's not even a remix. They made a whole nother song. Yes. Because the best of me, I actually like that song, and it's slow, and Jada Kiss is on it. Yeah, yeah. And I like that record. And then they made a new song. Also, another big collaboration at that same time was Horace Brown with Jay Z. Yes. You know that song. Things we do for love. Things we remix? do for love. That's earlier though, isn't that? That's like ninety seven. 96, 97. I don't By know. the time you get to Best of Me, Sife, we're, we're already at Hard Knock Life. It's like 99. He's prime. No. Yes. Really? Best of Me is full jerseys, 
like prime time. So you're saying that's way before? The Ho Brown? Yeah. Horace Brown is a couple years earlier. That's what I'm telling you. Maybe, oh, he had the other one, the Shy one. Yes. The record was Shy, so maybe that was at the same time as Horace Brown. Because I remember there was two at the same time. Uh, the Shy record was pretty big, right? Shy record was huge in New York. Big New There's York. so many records that I play in my 90s set that were the smashes in New York, and then I go out of town and I realize, no. oh, these they didn't, they didn't even know these songs. I feel like a fucking idiot. And isn't it? I'm a, a fucking douche. No, Sife, Sife. Calm down. Oh. No, please don't beat yourself up over this. I know it's embarrassing when you do that. You play one of those records and you get that feeling and then you're like, oh, let me look up at the crowd and see if they're feeling it as much as I am. And then you look up and you're like, no, they're kind of kind of leaving the dance floor, actually. <laughs> this feels like shit. Um, I find that a lot of those New York only records are R&B records. New York's a big R&B town. Yeah, Definitely. You know, like, I mean, at the time, in those days, there was two R&B stations. And think about it. There are songs like Jeff Red, You Called and Told Me, yeah. a New York hit. If you play it anywhere else, people are like, I don't even really? know. Jeff Red, You Called and Told Me? I thought that was a hit everywhere. No, no, Just no. New York hit. And Howard University parties. Exa that's exactly it. You know how I know You Called and Told Me? You know? I you see I've been in D.C. recently. Yeah. <laughs> the real H.U.? You know? <laughs> Wow, you were in D.C. all weekend. I didn't even call me. Guess where I was this weekend? Where? D.C. No way. Yes. Were you? Yes. Where were you? You know, I was at the Nationals game on Saturday. Oh, man. you We had a grand old time. You should have no, gone No, you out. said. You were talking about all the cool people. You Why would out. I know you were there? Who was there? Cool know? people? Well, we're not getting into that right, right. now. Well... Um, so Horace so Brown's not even on this let's, list. Let's get into a conversation. We have to. I, right, yeah, we we, can, we can name the fact that he did huge songs forever. He did Michael Jackson, You Rock My World, which yeah. is ridiculous. Mariah Carey, Heartbreaker, which was a big record. Um, you know, Beyonce, Crazy in Love. You can argue that Crazy in Love is the reason that Beyonce is now God. Think so? I do. Well, it's her first solo. I mean, you could argue it's her biggest song. You could argue it's in the conversation for her biggest song, no, and it's her first song. I don't think it is. Go to a wedding. What song are you hearing at every I, single wedding? <sighs> it's in there. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it definitively is the one. I'm saying it's in the conversation for the biggest Beyonce song. Big how? Like sales or popular? Popular, popular yes. I would say popular. I bet you it's not the most selling. No, 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 no. I bet you it's not the most played, like in charts, you know what I'm saying? But popularity, yes. Overall, long-term popularity. And it's called Crazy in Love, and they were in love. And it's like the intro to their relationship publicly. It's got it's got a lot of meaning, that song. Yeah. And I remember once, I was in Vegas, and you know in the casinos, like on a Friday night, they'll have like a random crappy cover band that's just like yeah. playing in the bar area. Mm -hmm. And I walked by, and they were playing Crazy in Love. And I was watching it and I was like, hmm, what are they going to do when it gets to Jay's verse? I've seen that before. And sure enough, Young Hove in the flight. It is the yeah, worst. The there worst. is nothing worse than a cover band. The guy, wait, wait, the guy in the guy? band being like, I'll do the Jay Z verse. Wait, hold on. You're talking the about the guy. You're talking about the guy with a beard. And like a like a suit vest, but no suit jacket. That is hundred percent like, correct. And he's like, my turn. And the ROC hove. I, I I could not do it. That's how big that song is. Though. That's how big Crazy Love is. Well, the guitar player has to come out front too. I'm gonna tell you right now the best Jay Z and Beyonce songs: Crazy in Love, uh -huh. Bonnie and Clyde. In retrospect, uh -huh. 
drunk in love. Um, Not upgrade you? Upgrade you. Although I didn't like it at the time either. And ape shit. I believe those are the ones. Oh, I love part two on the run. I part two love on the that cool. song. It's cool. I think that's a very underrated song. Well, it's on Magna Carta, so yes, inherently it is. Is it on Magna Carta? Yeah. That's where it was? I love that song. Uh, Venus versus Mars. Eh. I now, I will tell you, I love I love the song 444 about Beyonce, but she's not on the song. She's on Family Feud, but I love the song 444. But there's a lot of other ones in here, Saif, that I like, you know, Deja Vu was not into. Hollywood. Prey from American Gangster was cool too. I don't know it. I wasn't mad at Prey. Um, Venus vs. Mars. I like Venus vs. Mars. I didn't know Jay's, Beyonce was on it. I think that might just be her going, uh, okay, thank saying, God. Uh. Overall though, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce collaborating is is a mixed bag for me. It's a mixed bag. It's like, it's like one they of the- got, I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at this list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and, and then an album together. An EP, yeah. Whatever. It should there should be way more better songs. That's bigger you, that, songs. For two artists that are both so good individually. Yeah. You would think that the collaboration What's happening here? I think that's just you're obligated to collaborate because you're married and you're a huge artist, but that doesn't mean that it's your best collaborator. And they also collaborate with each other on each other's songs, even though they're not on it. Right. And those songs come out way better than these songs that actually came out with both of them on it. Why is that? Oh, and this doesn't include also the DJ Khaled record that he had with both of them on it, too. Yeah. Also wasn't great. It was a lot. It was like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was weird. I don't know why they don't have a better... Well, think about it. They're married... Just... Everything you do with your wife, is it like, yes, you love certain things you do with your wife. You don't want to do absolutely everything with your wife. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, me and the wife, we're going out for ice cream. No one else I'd rather go out with for ice cream. I get one scoop in a cup with my wife. Right. Me on the road, go out for ice cream. What are you getting? Three scoops in a waffle cone, sprinkles, chocolate sauce. See? Yeah. I see you're Two saying. Two things. You're one, 100% right. You have a serious food problem. No, obviously. And number two, that is a great point that you just made. Yeah. It's just different. Come you're on. You're on your best behavior with your wife. Exactly. Here's the thing. You're telling me that you like um, Jay with Beyonce as much as you do with Swizz or Pharrell? No. It's just yeah. the way it is. I don't care what it is. I never feel like it's a Jay-Z song with Beyonce. I always feel like it's a Beyonce song with Jay-Z. Always. Mm. Even if it's from his album. I feel like the album they had together, the Carter album, is a Beyonce album with Jay-Z. That's how well, they, I feel. They, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you don't have to apologize so loudly, but um, that is how it was. They kind of made the songs like that, too. It was like Jay feature kind of sprinkled in with Beyonce records. Anyways, it's she's not my favorite collaborator. To the left, him, to the but, left. All these massive songs. He did a random Lenny Kravitz record, Storm, which oh, no Oh, love that song. I actually like that song, too. I didn't think anyone liked it but me. That was a good song. Um, Diamonds uh, from Sierra Leone with Kanye. Um, I hate Diamonds from Sierra Leone remix. Here's why. Mm, please tell. Pray because tell. Jay's verse is written to coincide with Kanye's original verse. So the things Jay is saying... Goes with Kanye's first verse. On the original. On the original. Right. And then 
I think he gets Jay's verse and then changes his to be all about actual, like, blood diamonds and shit. Then Jay starts rapping, and he's talking all about the shit Kanye said on the last one. Mm. Like Kanye, It doesn't match. Kanye, it, the remix should have just been Kanye's second verse being taken off and adding the Jay one. Mm -hmm. But then Kanye had to go and fucking change it. it this is A&R site. If you don't like how it goes. No, if you really listen to it, it doesn't match because the only thing that matches is that Kanye's second verse starts and there's a couple lines and then he goes, I got it from here, yay, damn. You right. know? But the but he's rapping along to what Kanye said the first time. I'm like, God, you don't fucking notice this? Like, you're not bothered by this? No, no. And he's like, Jay's like, what am I going to do? Like, I was it's like, the level of just like having nerdy. to just, but would, no, to give up. Like, what what am I going to do about it? Tell, tell him to go make Go put it back the other way. Like, that's not how this works. Drop it like it's hot remix, Snoop Dogg, oh, by the yeah. way. Hustling remix. You're responsible for that. Rick Ross. Uh, Young yep. Jeezy. Yep. I don't give myself enough credit. Yep, there you go. Give yourself credit again. R. Kelly, guilty until proven innocent. A lot of R. Kelly joints that were fire. I'm naming them some big ones now, Syph. I get money remix, 50 Cent. Whoa. Never liked it, but it was big. One, two, three. The Billy remix. One, two, three. Yeah, one, two, one. three. No one wants that on a song. It's not music. It's just yelling. I, <laughs> but then Brooklyn, the Fab, Uncle Murda, Jay. Collab. You're just all over the place. I'm just, I'm jumping through. My OCD is not, okay, fine. Ooh, Maybach Music with Rick Ross. Put on Remix with Young Jeezy. Mr. Carter with Lil Wayne, which made up for Hello Brooklyn, because Hello Brooklyn was their first song together, and it wasn't great. Not great. Hello Brooklyn. <laughs> No, it's not good. I don't. Nobody gets it. Why is Little Wayne saying "Hello Brooklyn"? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Mr. Carter, though, I think was a good makeup Mr. for that. Mr. Carter is. Come on, they both have that name. Their Carter. name's Carter, Mr. Carter. Now we got We got to spend a second on the Eminem. Um, Renegade Thank you. Thing. Thank you. That's that's worth the time. We actually talked to Eminem back in 2011 about Renegade. Here's a clip from our interview with him on Wanet. Did you feel awkward when in the middle of the Nas J beef, Nas pulls you into it and says, M murdered you on your own shit? And that people and a lot of people say that. That's a common hip hop, you know, line. I I felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I don't wanna I don't wanna be uh, My fighting heroes. Don't, don't bring me into this kind of thing, but uh <laughs> Uh yeah, that was a that was a pretty ill record, but you know, Jay sort of has a tendency to, he adapts a little bit, you know, and that was sort of an M, you produced that record. It's an Eminem kind of record on a Jay album. And Jay actually does his his sort of Eminem style thing pretty dope on that record. I mean, people ended up under underrating Jay because everyone said how hot you were on it. When you go back and listen, Jay actually kind of was ill on that record. No, nah, well. he killed it. He killed it. It's it's up there for the most famous collaborations he's ever done. Yes. Most talked about collaborations he's most ever done. Most famous hip-hop collaboration, I would say. Ever. No, 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 in, of Jay-Z's world. I um, think it's the biggest one. And hip-hop. And, and, and people were really quick to say, people loved saying, Jay got murdered on his own shit. Yeah. It's really the which Nas said, of course, but other people did too. Well, Nas, Nas made it a line, but everybody was saying it. It was the most overstated thing, though. Even if you think M was better, murdered would imply that they were going at each other and M got him. That didn't happen. They both just have verses. You can like M's verse better. By the way, it's an M production. The song is built more for M than yeah, for Hope. Yeah, it was Hope. built for M. 
That it's a very M beat. Yeah. Like that was when M was just getting into production. Yep. And he had a very signature sound. You yeah, could pick out an Eminem production in two seconds. I will say this, Sife, as time went on, because at first I was kind of like, M's okay as a producer. Looking back at it yeah. for how great an MC is, M's a pretty damn good producer. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's but, a musician. Like he, it's pretty impressive yeah. that he did the Tupac record, yeah. Run In, that he did Renegade. There are some good records that he did. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were other people involved. There was a no, team. No, it was him in a bedroom with an MPC <laughs> late at night. His mom's spaghetti was All sitting on the... He was eating what his mom's... Every time he made a beat, he put on this old shirt that had a spaghetti The spaghetti sitting. That's what he was eating, the spaghetti. He was making the beat. But I will say, though, you knew an Eminem beat and Renegade with that... Saifo, how would you do the Renegade beat? That sounds so good. Oh, man, who wouldn't enjoy that? Yo, Ho, if you want to get on this? Sure, what's it sound like? Let me just sing it to you over the phone. Okay. Yeah. Motherfuckers want to... Oh, but I feel that. Oh, so you saying there's some hard drums drop? No, 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 no. Soft drums. Yeah, super soft drum. <laughs> Tinny almost. So it's a beat that really is made for M. Is that the drum? No, it's just Tinny. Close, though. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, it's made for and, M. And honestly, now as a result, people kind of sleep on Hove's verses, and Hove's great on it. Fantastic. He's great on Renegade. Run This Town's a big song, Sife. You ever heard of it? Poppin' Tags. Yep. Big Boy, Killer Mike, Twister. I don't remember that song at all, but Killer Mike. There's another one. Do you remember the one from... Speaker box love below that's listed here with Jay's on it, yeah. No, I don't remember that. I, I, in fact, it feels like it's made up, but it's not, <laughs> it's there. So that's early Killer Mike, all up on the Jay Z album. Yeah. Killer Mike is now one of the fucking greatest Alist. rappers, or always was. I just was late, yeah. Well, it's all right, you're allowed to be late. God, man, the amount of people Jay has featured on albums over the years. Ooh, ooh, we can't forget about the gems he was dropping on Drake's first album. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Yo, Drake, this is how they come at you with silly rap for you. Blah, 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 rap you. Didn't he do a triple entendre on that record? Yep. Don't even ask ow. me how. Hove, you're in the place like, ow, I'm the man of the ow. Triple entendre, <laughs> don't even ask me how. Yo, he ah. kills the That's the one Drake. of my favorite songs. That song doesn't get played enough at all. It's so good. I love it. Such a great record. He's had good collabs with Drake, let's be honest. He really has. I, oh, I saw them do that. Wait, did they do that? The first OVO Fest, I DJed for it Ooh. back when Ooh. I was a Drake collaborator. Oh, yeah. and uh, I remember that. You were big with Drake. Light up. Woohoo, light up. Light up. Yeah. And then Jay comes walking in the arena. He's holding Beyonce's hand. And I was wearing a One Love T.O. shirt. Because in the middle of my set, I took my shirt off and I had the One Love T.O. shirt. Like, yo, Toronto, what's up? I love you. And then uh, God, you're such an idiot. he walks past me and he goes, you're always pandering. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> uh, I just kept, just kept walking. You're always pandering. And then just kept going. <laughs> and just kept walking. <laughs> did you even say hello to Beyonce? Yeah. You were like, mm, hey. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I did. I go, I, he goes, you're always pandering. I'm like, fuck off. And I go, hi, Beyonce. <laughs> Direct quote, you remember that? Yeah. Did you said fuck off? Yeah. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, me and him fuck offs are crazy. Oh, you drop a lot of fuck offs to him. You remember when he said it to me at the station? Fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, can I just get one drop? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck out of here. here. <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, my God. 
Oh my god. What happened? We mentioned talk we mentioned Monster a bunch on this podcast. Yeah. Can we mention a little song called Fucking So Appalled? Yeah, why are you connecting those two? Because they're both on my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, 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 oh. And we yeah. mention Monster all the time. We're so busy making oh, fun of Goon's Goblin Sasquatch. We're not talking I'm so appalled, Spalding oh, Ball. So he's he gave Kanye a banger. Yep. And then he was like, Can you jump on this other track? And he's like, and he fuck goes, out of here, B. I already did a track. He goes, Come on, one more. He's like, All right, all right, I'm gonna give you the worst verse ever. <laughs> Cause so appalled is fucking So Appalled's so good. Is that I'm the so one? So appalled, I might buy them all. That's the one, the you have the original version? Yeah, but Jay's not on the original version. Jay's just, not, he's only on the, I have one with him on it. No, the original version is just Kanye. No, I have. If you have the version with Jay on it, it's the album. No, version. I have the original version before it was like what I called overproduced. Oh, yeah, when it got crazy. And with Jay on it. You do? Yeah. It was the original version. I'm going to bother Swiss you. Swiss Beats? Yeah. Well, on the record? Swiss Beats, no, he didn't do the record. He's just on it. He's on the hook, right? We should listen to it. I'm so it's well the, the one on the album ends up being Psy High, yeah, Pusha, yeah, I have, Kanye, I have Hove, one with RZA. I think Swiss too though. I have one with Kanye and Jay's verse without all that other stuff on there. I probably got it when I was working there. I have it somewhere. Oof. I need to hear that if that's a thing. Oh my god, I gotta listen back to that song because I didn't know who Psy High was, but now I'm a fan. Do you listen? Do you often listen to Hot Toddy by Usher? Always. No, you don't. But it was a big record. Power remix, Kanye West. He did a Robin Thicke joint. Ooh, click. Ain't nobody fucking with my click. Click, 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 click. Big click. record. Suit and tie, Justin Timberlake. Fan no, or not? Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of... Uh, it's better than Justin Timberlake and T.I., though. Dead and Gone will kill... That will make me want to blow my brains out. I'm not a fan. What about um Three Kings, Rick Ross, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z? I don't know. Uh, no. Not a big fan? Not necessarily, no. It didn't grab me. Ooh, we made it with Jay Electronica. All the way up remix with Fat Joe. That was interesting. Fat Joe has said that Jay called him to get on there and said, "I'm I'm doing a verse on All the Way Up." Why? What was happening at that time? Well, I most people view that as the end of any beef that ever existed between Terror Squad. Of course, and Jay Z. I mean, I mean, he's he was on Rock Nation before they did that record, so that to me is the end of the beef. But this is the official public version of the end of the beef. But also, Why did he do it, you're saying? This is a theory I have in my head. I can't uh, give it any significance right now because I'd have to do the research. But every time Jay jumps on a random record, there's something else happening where Jay needs some attention to get to this other thing. Like maybe a tour is about to start or, or something's about to drop. Hmm. So if you start looking at dates of when he starts, all of a sudden you hear like three different Jay-Z Verses on on random songs is something happening. All the way up was already three years ago, dude. What year is all the way up? Twenty sixteen. I bet you there was a tour or something. I bet you there was a tour happening, and it's just like Jay Z tickets go on sale soon. Need a moment. Just a couple moments. Yeah, just a little moment. He's done quite well. This guy. All right. Well, everyone, I recommend you go listen to all those songs, and then next week we're gonna mention tests. Drug Dealers Anonymous. Ooh, Pusha T. Pusha T, Drug Dealers. Why are you not this. mentioning that one? Well, I forgot. He's talking his talk rap shit. You know my favorite Jay-Z collab that gets no mention ever? Hmm. Dead Prez. Oh, a Hell Yeah remix? Hell Yeah remix. Ooh, he's on his Righteous. So, yeah, but if you really listen to it. How about Get By remix, same time. Sorry, keep going. 
Get By Remix is also fire. You didn't mention it. Uh, hell yeah. They're talking about scheming the system. Yep. Like getting fake credit cards, even robbing the delivery guy. How to get that money in the streets. And he treats music in his verse. He talks about music like the drug game. Yep. And he's talking about selling these singles to white people. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, it's some deep shit if you never heard it. And the idea that Dead Prez, one of the most revolutionary rebel rap groups of all time, that Jay jumped on a record with them at that moment was really cool. Yeah. Like they were at that point pretty out there. Yeah. You know, hip hop. They were really pushing the fucking system. Yeah. They had songs about fucking eating croutons and, and you know what I'm saying? And burning incense and salad. Who, uh, I don't know who did that one. But yeah, get by too. That's, that was super That I bet you. I don't know this for sure. I bet you that's one of Jay's favorites. He's rapping with Mo Sequali. And Busta, right? Yeah. Come on. It's so interesting that it happened. That's, I bet you that was like, I bet you something inside the hip hop kid inside of him was like, I got to get on this. And he knew what was going on. He knew the Black Star thing and like the Quali thing was a thing. Yeah. Like it was happening. And he didn't. He had the famous line. Yeah. If skills sold. Truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like common since. Stop right there. Just press stop on the recorder. Because that's... That's that's if Jay-Z ever goes, y'all talk so much shit about Monsterverse. But what about that line? Bam. This whole song is crazy. Moment of Clarity is a crazy song. But I think it's really interesting to point out what you just did about- Are we still going? I thought we pressed stop. Oh, we did? No, go ahead. I'll just say this. I think it's really interesting. The thing you pointed out about jumping on the Dead Prez record. Are the computers rising up against us? Did we press stop? No. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I think for the third time, (laughs) I think it's really interesting. The Dead Prez moment- Yeah. The Talib Kweli moment. Uh-huh. These are things he did not have to do. Not at all. And that every other rapper who got big before didn't do. Right. Once they moved on, they moved on. Don't don't ever say the man didn't give back. Listen. There's people, other ones too. People can talk to us about all the um, philanthropy. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. But I am a hip hop head and I'm selfish and I'm putting hip hop first. Yeah. As far as hip hop goes. Don't ever tell me he didn't reach back out and always do Don't things for the culture. Ever. To to jump back on a Dead Prez record, a Quali record, all those moments. Sign Big L or try to sign MOP. Well, what, look what Little Fame told us today. You know, always looking out for MOP from the beginning. Yeah. You know gutter MOP was yeah. always? Like, I'm sorry, man. That means a lot. It adds yeah. up. Sauce money. It just always was no, like His whole that. crew, yeah. It's, it, it, not, not even giving them record deals, yeah, but just being on songs with them, like, it's crazy. He doesn't have to. Think of all the big rappers that don't even do songs with the artists on their labels. Well said. And and, and by the way, Saif, perfect segue. Speaking of the philanthropy, next week we're going to dive into philanthropy, business, legacy, right. uh, A&R work, okay. putting people on, uh-huh. all the other things that Jay did over the course of his career. Right. And then the week after that, Saif, you know what we got to do? We got to mm-hmm. finally answer the question. Will Jay-Z come on the podcast? Well, no, I can answer that for you. No. <laughs> The question I was referring to is greatest or nah? That's the question. Well, so that's what we're going to do over the next two weeks of one. Everything we've been talking about has 
come to the moment at the end where we're going to talk about is he the greatest. That's the reason why we're bringing all this up. And we're gonna... It's the reason why we want you clicking back through your old CDs, your old tapes, your title, because it's nowhere else, right? You can't get his music anywhere else, his title. Yeah, basically. So I mean, clicking through and listening to really dig deep into is he the greatest. You know what? Reach out to us. Tweet us. Instagram us. Actually, I have an email address I give out to people on podcasts. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. What? What is that? It's my email address. But it's no, my but public email address. But you can't give out an email address that just has your name on it. Remember when we used to do one up and you used to do shit like that? And you get mad when you're worried that we business. Need a, oh, Sife's worried that I'm going to get a business offer. And then I'm like, hey, Sife, I'm going away no, for a while. I just I'll think, hit you back. It doesn't make sense in our one up scheme of things. So you make up put, an email address right now. I'll do it. I'll do a. Uh, you got to come up with it right now then. One up. Okay. We have one. Yeah, you want to try to log into that? We, I have it. <laughs> you do? I think we had a book one app at gmail.com. We did. We definitely and we got did. zero bookings from it. <laughs> <laughs> so can I just go back to mine? All right. Either way, <laughs> the most important thing you do is go on iTunes, review, comment, and do all that. And I've been seeing them go up steadily, so I appreciate yeah. everyone who's doing and that. And also, uh, stop calling it Juan EP, new listeners. Did someone really say that to you? A lot. Love Juan EP. No. Juan Ep, as in... Formerly Juan Epstein. Why do we change the name? Epstein is not a good word right now. No, it's not hot in these streets. Um, Sife. The Ellis Island, the podcast name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got here and we are now shortening it. You're going to be Juan Ep instead. So next week we'll break into uh, all that stuff and then we'll decide is Jay the best ever. We're also working on some other fun things, a potential live event, lots of Juan Ep things and Juan EP things to do. <laughs> Thank you. One episode hosted by me, Peter Rosenberg. And me, Cypher Sounds. Our production team is associate producer Rob Dozier. And production assistant Hebron Mendez. Dan Panarise is our associate editor. Our executive producer is Chiquita Pascal. Juan Epp is a production of Mass Appeal and Endeavor Audio and is also created by producer Samantha Allison of Endeavor Audio and associate producer Savannah Jeffries of Mass Appeal. As well as executive producer Mark Grandy of Mass Appeal and Dave Easton of Endeavor Audio. Cedric Wilson is our mix engineer. Kasim Bradley is our recording engineer. 